888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I got another exciting interview for you today. I am on the line with Kate Al, the founder of Simple. Pin Media, who got an idea from a friend to be a Pinterest VA for bloggers. She started that friend's uh, Pinterest account and dove deep into learning everything she could about that platform. That evolved to where she is now managing Pinterest accounts for a number of successful bloggers. And as a result, she has been really able to dig into various strategies that work for those bloggers and have been doing a lot of analysis to see what works and what doesn't. She's been all over those accounts, and I figured she could help people like me figure out Pinterest. So Pinterest, that's what we're going to be talking about today. There we go. I, I I didn't go. That that wasn't too crazy with the intro. Kate, how are you doing? No, I'm good. How are you? I feel like dancing. I'm ready for my day. <laughs> oh it's like yeah. Ten thirty. I'm awake. <laughs> there you go. So man, we got we got a lot of cool things to talk about. Obviously, we're gonna get into Pinterest, but this is the new format of the show. And with the new format of the show, there's a few things we do. Number one, we go into a quick tip. Number two, we go into the main segment where we talk about the interview. Well, we go through the interview, and then you're gonna give some action steps. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. We're going to start with our quick tip. All right, Kate, you prepared a quick tip for us. What is that? I did. I use, I get a lot of requests and a lot of emails for information. And so I don't have to write it over and over again. I use a program called yeswear.com which you introduced to me, which has been the biggest lifesaver. Biggest. And, and so and what, what exactly, does, yeah, what does it do? What it does is it allows you to create template emails where you can re- write a canned response and you can even add in some personal details and you can categorize those template emails to put them into folders for what they're used for. So for me in particular, I have new contact requests. I have email communication with current clients and communication with my team. And so I've broken those all into fancy little folders and I'm no longer typing new emails every single time someone asks me for my pricing or information. I just go into this little fancy yesware thing and click contact request, put in their name and send it off. It takes me three seconds. And that's so it's an add on that goes in your browser. And whenever you open Gmail, it's just there. You can easily find your canned response to save a bunch of time, basically. Yes, it's awesome. All right, cool. So that's the quick tip from Kate. I hope you got value from that. You can check it out at yeswear.com. But now we're going to translate, not translate. We're going to (laughs) transition into our main segment. Man, I'm really enjoying this. (laughs) It's 
hilarious. I love it. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so you are on this podcast back in June. I, I, I just looked, and on June 10, we went live with that episode 2015. So that was seven months ago. And seven yeah. months ago, we went through some numbers because mm-hmm. you had, full disclosure, you're one of my coaching clients, mm-hmm. but you at the time had a team of 11 people working with you um, and you had an email list of 125 subscribers and you were generating a full-time income of $8,000 with that little list of 125 people. I know. And like one, well, one or two, one was my husband and one was me. So it was like 123. <laughs> 123 to be yes. more specific. Seven yes. months have passed. Where are we today? Okay, so I now have 16 people working for me. Okay. I'm now um, grossing over 12000 a month. Okay. And now I have an email list of over 2000 Nice. Which has just happened within the last six weeks. Okay. That's gone from 700 uh-huh. to 2000 okay, which has so, been awesome. So we're not talking about email lists or anything of no. that sort, but I want to I wanna just really quick, what did you do to go from that 700 to this two, over 2,000 emails in such a short period of time? I created the most awesome freebie that people could sign up for my email list and receive. It is a Pinterest planner that they can download for all of 2016. So I just went above and beyond creating just a simple PDF or a simple tip or whatever it may be. And I just wanted to wow people. And I did that. That's awesome. So excited. They signed up like crazy and they shared it. Okay. So because that's what I was going to ask. If you you only had a list of 700, so where did the, all the new people come from? But it was so, you, you inv- I saw it and it looked awesome. And you invested yeah. a lot of time to, to make that. And as a result, it has grown your list significantly. Yes, exactly. I'm, I mean, it, people were just, yeah, they were just so excited. They shared it. <laughs> it would blew my mind, but you know, that's kind of how my business works anyway, is where I'm a lot of referral based. So people tell other people and then it kind of mushrooms from there. So the same thing happened with the planner. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So Pinterest, you got into Pinterest. I, I mentioned a little bit, a friend convinced you to check out Pinterest and to get into managing Pinterest accounts. Uh, we spoke a little bit about that the first time, but Kind of refresh our memories uh, for, and if someone has never heard about you or what you do, how did you get into Pinterest? Yeah, I was a contributor on a blog and I was doing social media and Facebook completely tanked. They changed their algorithm. (laughs) And so everybody freaked out. They're like, oh my gosh, where are we going to get free traffic? Yeah. And so they went to Pinterest. And at that time I needed some extra income and a friend said, who I was working for said, you should try managing people's Pinterest pages. And I thought, that's crazy. No one's <laughs> going to pay me to do that. And she said, just do it. And so I tried it early 2013. And then um, in 2014, I bought the domain, put up a website and said, I will take on two clients. And still tentatively said, if it fails, it fails. Yeah. And we'll just forget about it. Well, then it continued to grow from there. Um, You know, two clients became four, four became six, kind of continued to grow and grow and grow until I realized I needed a team. Then that opened up even more opportunity to serve more clients. And then here we are two years later, we have 45 clients. Nice. We have, a again, a team of 16, and we do a variety of Pinterest services from management to clean up to consults to evaluations. And that's simplepinmedia.com. That's your website. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so you've grown significantly. You have four, how many clients? You said 40? 45. 45 clients. You have a team of 16. Things are going very well. Uh, I'm going to ask you this other question. Why do you love Pinterest? Oh, wait, wait. First of all, I can't assume that you love Pinterest just because you're doing this as your job, right. your business. Right. But why do, uh, do you love Pinterest? I do, actually. I like it for the ability that it has to um, find new ideas and to create a space where I can keep those ideas. Instead of, I used to put all the bookmarks along my, well, I still do, along (laughs) my computer, you know, store them up here. And now I have this great, beautiful place to put them. And it's it's visual as well. I mean, when I have my bookmarks here, I just have these folders in my bookmark bar and I can click and go to them. But Pinterest is more visual than that. Yeah, it is. And it's a great tool for um, me and my daughters. My daughters are 10 and 8, and we use it together as well to find recipes or ideas, and I they can add it on their iPods and look at it, and I'm not worried about what's going to pop up. You oh. know, there's nothing sketchy. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so... You love Pinterest. We've established that. We've understand. We, we've established why you love Pinterest. Uh, is is Pinterest something that is working well for bloggers? Yes, absolutely. There are bloggers getting a ton of traffic every month. It might be anywhere from twenty percent to eighty percent of their traffic that they drive to their website. Um, I think it's great at finding new people. It's a it's a totally different type of social platform uh-huh. than Facebook or Twitter where you get this ability to put your content out there and it lives forever instead of 30 minutes. And there isn't as much communication as you would find in Facebook or Twitter. So you again, you do get a different type of audience, but that's why it works is you get a different type of audience that's looking for really useful tips. And if you can provide that to them, they'll become future raving fans or readers or whatever it may be. Okay, so let's step back a little bit because I think we're making a little bit of an assumption here. We're making an assumption, which I think is a relatively fair assumption, that everyone knows what Pinterest is, what's the value proposition that you get from Pinterest and all that good stuff. But let's assume that someone is listening to this and they've been hearing, let's say there's a guy whose wife is on Pinterest because that's what happened to me. My wife told me about a social network. That never happens. But let's say someone is in the position where I was back then. My, My wife is on Pinterest. I have no idea what this thing is about. Can you break down for us what Pinterest actually is? Yeah, absolutely. Which is funny because I I did this experiment on my husband. I said, what do you think Pinterest is? (laughs) Or would you use it? And he was like, well, no, I wouldn't use it. And I was like, well, what is it? And he's like, it's just a place for food. (laughs) Okay, well, let's take a step back. Yeah, let's do that. There we go. So Pinterest is this place of Yes, images, but the images all link back to a particular website. Mm -hmm. And these images can range anywhere from food to DIY. Any topic possible basically is on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And it's a search and discovery network. So if I want to go on and try to find how to compost in the winter, they have this fancy search bar in there where I can put in like Google and say, how do I compost in the winter? And all these images will pop up that will tell me how to do this. And then I can then choose the image that I want and save it to my page. Maybe I've chosen to create a board called gardening or homesteading or something like that. In my case, I would use Pinterest for social media tips. I would go on and look for 
maybe how to use Pinterest for business. I would put that into the search bar. Then I find a pin that I like. I save it to my board. That's essentially how it, it, it works. It's a place for you to gather content, search for content, and store it forever. Okay. That, and, yeah, go ahead. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And when I think about it, when I think about the way my wife uses Pinterest, if she ever wants to find a recipe or she wants to find um, someone that's creating something or, organically or whatever the case might be, the first place she tends to go these days is on Pinterest. She goes on yeah. there. Um, just today, she was uh, she came into my office showing me something because she found something that she was interested in, and she thought I'd be interested in uh, in it as well. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's really a good place to go and find content. And then, as if you're a content creator. Mm-hmm. You want your stuff. You, it's it's nice to have your stuff on there, so that when people go there to find it, they potentially find your stuff. Yes, it corrects. And the great part about Pinterest is it does have a viral nature to it, so that if people a, ma- a big majority of people search for the topic of your pin, and a ton of people find that pin, and they continue to repin it then it will start to float up to the top of the search results, getting more and more people pinning it. So you not only have this one-time traffic, you could have traffic from a pin for two years. And it continues to bring in a certain amount of page views per day, which is a really great advantage to bloggers and business owners. You know, what's interesting, I I have right now seven coaching clients, and the majority of my coaching clients get the majority of their traffic from Pinterest. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how things have changed over time where, you know, if I were doing this a few years ago, that might have been Facebook. But today yeah. it's more pin- Pinterest um, for, for, for my coaching clients. So I, I think that's very interesting. Okay. We understand what Pinterest is and the value proposition in terms of why we as bloggers might want to be on there. Now let's talk about the mechanics because you've convinced me. Now, what do I need to do? And I want to start from the basics. I want to start from setting up my Pinterest, what, what do you call it? Pinterest profile? Pinterest. Uh, yeah, profile. My mm-hmm. Pinterest profile. What, yeah. uh, where do I want to start and what do I want to keep in mind as I'm doing that? Well, the first thing you want to do is when you set up a profile, you want to make sure you convert it to a business account okay. for sure, because then Pinterest goes, oh, you're a legit business or person. We will give you more information about what's working on your account through analytics. And you'll also come up and search when somebody who's looking for you find, you know, needs to find you. It'll come up. Okay. So wait, um, before, before you move on there. So the yeah. two things I heard is analytics that you get um, yeah. and number two your content will be served up in search. Are, are you saying that it's not served up in search if it's a personal profile? Not as much. You do okay. find it. You'll see some people's personal profiles, but it also will show not only your boards, your pins, your um, profile. It'll show everything about you. Whereas if I was just going to search for Kate All, then it, I wouldn't get as much information. Gotcha. So that gives me more control of the amount of information that I provide to the person that's searching. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. And it it also prevents you from being spam and it's not spam necessarily. Like that's not a good way to start it out, but it also allows you to create fluidness with your website. So Pinterest will go, oh, you have a website connected to your page. We, We can call you legit. Okay. Gotcha. So it basically gives you more legitimacy in Pinterest's eyes as a business as opposed to just a personal profile. 
Yes, correct. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. All right, continue. Um, okay, so remind me where we so were. We're at. talking about so, setting up our profile. Okay, setting up the words. Okay, so when you go on there, you want to choose your business name. Mm-hmm. So for you, it would be Leslie Samuel, or it would be become a blogger. You would have to choose how people know you. So for you, it is Leslie Samuel. So people put that in the search and they find you. Then you would look at what does become a blogger Leslie Samuel embody what does your brand talk about okay so before you i'm 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 I'm, i feel like i'm gonna continue interrupting but you said leslie samuel versus become a blogger yes is that something that i mean when should i go with leslie samuel when should i go with become a blogger because become a blogger is my business but leslie samuel is my personal brand it's who i am what's your what's your advice where that's concerned well on pinterest personal always tends to work better Especially when choosing a profile picture, you know, people resonate with pictures of people uh-huh. more than they do pictures of brands, unless it's a well-known brand. Yeah. Obviously, we resonate well with Starbucks brand as opposed to Howard Schultz because yeah. we don't really know who he is. But so you would do Leslie Samuel over become a blogger just because it's more personal. You okay. can have the option to put Leslie dash become a blogger. So you can put both of those up there. But mm-hmm. if you're choosing a name, Leslie Samuel would be more beneficial for you because it's personal. Okay. Got it. And people might search for you more than become a blogger. And is there ever a situation in which I would use become a blogger as opposed to Leslie Samuel? Um, I would say if you're starting to see more searches, like if you're looking at your Google searches and you're seeing more people look for become a blogger uh-huh. as opposed to Leslie Samuel, you might want to change it. But I mean, it's kind of I haven't done enough research mm-hmm. to know exactly when you should switch or change. OK, I would say just the general guide would be what do people know you as? OK, you know, are people going to put in simple pin media or are they going to put in Kate all? Most chances are going to put simple pin media. So it's beneficial for me to go with that. Gotcha. And that's something that you can change at any point? You can change it. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Okay, yeah. so we've chosen our name. We've uh, made sure to sign up for a business account. We've chosen our name. And then what? Now you would want to make sure to describe your profile. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And you can use some keywords in there because Pinterest is based on keyword search, similar to Google, mm-hmm. but not, you can't, not directly related, but you would look for, okay, what are people looking for when it comes to become a blogger or Leslie Samuel? Would it be blogging tips, yeah. ways to make money blogging? You can add any of those keywords there into your description of your profile. Okay. So we want to be, we want to be strategic about the way we describe our profile because uh, you want to make sure that when people are searching for uh, something that's related to your niche, the, to the topic that you are sharing about, you're going to be more likely to show up in those results. Right. Correct. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's just like one more accolade, whatever. I don't know the word for it. <laughs> A thumbs up for you. There you go. Keywords. All right. So yeah. step in the right direction. Yes. Then I always suggest to people that you, if you've never created a board, you should start with creating boards. I suggest 10 at a minimum that have to do with your brand, your website. And a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll take the categories on their website. So for you, it might be podcasting, um, how to blog, blogging tips, ways to make money blogging, ways to grow your email list. A few of these things that you know people already like on your website. Then you would create each individual board and add in pins into those boards, either your own pins or other people's pins, to fill them up with at least 10 or so pins per board. Okay, so so 
So we want to we want to get our board set up. We want to be strategic about the types of boards we set up because we want to make sure that it's relevant to the kind of content that we create. So mm-hmm. if you have maybe six categories on your blog, you have those six boards and you put some content in there, maybe 10 posts, some maybe yours, some maybe other people in your industry. Um, now, the, is there a certain ratios that you recommend in terms of other people's content versus my own content? I always say start with 50-50. Okay. I wouldn't say um, that's a good place to start. If you find that people are liking other people's content more, you could even go 60-40. There's really no hard and fast rule, but gotcha. start with 50-50. Okay, so 50% other people's content, um, 50% my content. Now I have my profile, my business profile set up. It has my name. It has my uh, 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 strategic description. I have my boards with content in there so that when people come there, it's not empty. We've, we've done the setup process. Now mm-hmm. it's time for us to, to keep things going consistently. Yes. What do I need to be thinking about as I am moving forward? Because, you know, I want to get traffic to my blog, obviously, yeah. and I want to build my business. So yeah. how do I go about doing that in a strategic way over time? So one thing you want to work on first is the images on your website. Ah. If you don't have images, then you really don't have a Pinterest strategy because Pinterest favors a certain type of image. And that's a long image. It's a two to three ratio. So they say the ideal size is 735 by 1185. So it's a a long pin. Mm -hmm. And so you want to start with creating images for your best posts. So let's say you have top 10, you have 10 posts that are driving a lot of traffic with Google. I suggest you go and you find a way to create an image for each and every one of those posts that can be pinned on Pinterest. You can either put the image on your post or you can upload it directly to Pinterest and link it to your post. It dep- Some people don't prefer their Pinterest images within their posts. Okay, so, so, so that's another option. All right. So uh, there's a whole lot in there. Number one, one yeah. you said is get awesome, create awesome images, and you gave the yes. dimensions and all that good stuff, which is great. Um, the next thing you say is find your top posts. How do you determine what your top posts are? So I am not a Google Analytics expert, but that's where I would say that you would go into Google Analytics and you would look for, you would have, you would have to guide me on this, but your top 10 all time posts that are driving traffic. I don't, I don't know. You helped me create some awesome dashboard. So I just get to put this little thing in there into my bar and it pops up and tells me. Okay. So, so I, if I go to Google Analytics. So you step in here. <laughs> I like how you're taking control. You let me yes, ask you right. some I'm questions. Interview you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you are in Google Analytics. You want to go in to behavior. When you look at the left, you're gonna see um, you're gonna see a number of options. You want to go into behavior, and then you're gonna go to site content. And then all pages. So when I go into that right now, I will see the top pages on my site, um, on my blog, from the one that's getting the most traffic all the way down to the one that's getting the least. Now, I'm in my interactive biology blog right now, Google Analytics, because I had that bookmarked. I see my main page is number one. I'm I'm not going to care as much about that. But I see the next one is about the formation of red blood cells. 
And then the next one is about what parts of the brain control respiration and then so on and so forth. So I am looking at these and I'm saying, okay, so these are my top posts. I want to make sure that these are optimized. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. And a really great tip since we're talking about your biology blog, which you and I have talked before, gets actually a really good amount of Pinterest traffic, which is interesting, is you would look at those top 10 posts and pull out some keywords to create boards around those keywords. If you already know that people, it's driving traffic, let's maximize it even more on I don't know, biology speak, but you would be able to come up with some really good board names that would really be pretty awesome. And you don't need a lot of boards. What you need is just really specific named boards so that they can come up and search. So it, it's actually interesting because I'm going to my top post right now and I see I have a featured image, but I don't really have anything on that post that would you know do well on, on Pinterest. Um, right. So I can go in here now and I can edit this and I can add a nice image that would work better on Pinterest with the um, the mm-hmm. dimensions that you mentioned, 735 by 1185, so that it's much more optimized for when people share it on Pinterest. It looks good in that Pinterest feed. Yes, yes, exactly. And um, one really cool thing, and sorry, we have a we have a, four, a five month old foster oh, that's baby in our house. I don't know if fine. you can hear her in the background. <laughs> um, but um, one of the cool things about that too is that you can take a stock image. You know, you can buy them for a dollar on some places if you can't take an, take a photo. Um, and buy this image and add a little bit of text over the top of it, like why is biology awesome? And then you put that on your image and put that in your post and you're done. It, it's not super difficult to create that type of image in a program like PicMonkey or Canva, both of which have free options again. So you don't have to have a huge budget to do this. Okay. Sweet. By the way, you said, why is biology awesome? Well, it's awesome because it's biology. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. Right, of course. <laughs> I, I hated science. Hey, 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 you're not allowed to be on my podcast. I was a political science major. Okay, so I'm poli- far away from that. <laughs> All right, so getting back to what's important okay. for this interview before you were so rudely interrupted by me. <laughs> um, okay, so we find a post, we create, we maybe get a nice uh, uh, stock image, we add some text, we use something like PicMonkey or Canva, that's the one that I use. Mm-hmm. And we just add some text to it and make it look nice, and we're yep. good to go. Now, you yep. said something there that I'm not sure about because I didn't even know you could do this. You say you can upload the image to your site, or mm-hmm. you could upload it directly to Pinterest and link it to your post. That second option is not one that I'm aware of. So can you explain to me how yes. that works? So when you go into a board on your Pinterest boards, there will be a small box in the upper left that will say add a pin. When you click on that, you can upload an image from your computer. Okay. You'll upload, you'll select the image, upload it, and then it has a source box. After You have to edit the image after that. You'll just click the little pencil. It has a source box. And when you find that box, you'll grab the URL and you'll put it in there and then hit save. That's it. Now, when I do that, that image will show for my pin. But will that also show for anyone else that shares that URL from my blog? 
Or is it only if they share it from the only pin that I made? Only if they share it on Pinterest. Okay. So there is a little bit of a disadvantage because if you are already having a lot of Pinterest traffic, it is wise for you to have that image on your post so that people are encouraged to share it again. Got it. Okay. So it's, so mm-hmm. what you're saying basically is it's best to upload the image directly to the post so that when people share it, yeah. it that image will show up on Pinterest. Now, Mm -hmm. if I go to any random site and they have a bunch of images in a post, depending on the site, when I go to click to share to Pinterest or to pin that particular post, um, I might get a list of a bunch of different images or I might get an image that is not really optimized for Pinterest when there are other Mm -hmm. images that are optimized for Pinterest. What do you recommend so that I get the best bang for my buck when it comes to people sharing on Pinterest, sharing my content on Pinterest? So one of the best ways is a so it's called social warfare plugin. It's probably the best that you can have because what you can do is you can you'll have the share buttons across the top uh-huh. and you can create your Pinterest one. So when they click on it, it'll only pull up that Pinterest image mm. and you can create the, the description is really important for your image, too. Yeah. So I would recommend that if you get to get that plugin. It's the easiest to use. It is $29, so you'll have to shell out a little bit of cash. But it's, I found, the most user-friendly way to upload the correct image on your website and to ensure that people share the correct image. And I've, I'm using that on become I'm using that on both my blogs right now because I think it's awesome because I don't want people sharing, uh, you know, this tiny image that I had in a post randomly. I want them to share the one that I know is optimized for Pinterest. Um, and I love the way it does it. It allows you to specify for Pinterest, for Twitter, for Facebook, yada yada. So I think it's a yeah. pretty cool plugin. So I highly recommend it, and we'll be linking to all those resources in the show notes for this episode. Okay, so. Um, anything else we need to be aware of when it comes to driving traffic to our blog using Pinterest? Um, I would say you can't just pin once, forget it and expect it to drive traffic. You have to be consistently pinning each day. And I recommend no less than 10 per day. You can go as high as 30. That's as high as I recommend. But if you're going to start out, make sure that you're continuing to pin consistently and daily. It's not a once and forget it. Okay, so let's 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 talk through this because okay. when you say numbers like 10, 30 a day, you might my mind goes like, "Oh my word, I know, so I know." Much to okay, do. So, so I need you, 20 wait, 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 no, what I need you to do <laughs> is I need you to make it as simple as possible okay. for somebody like me that doesn't want to spend all day on Pinterest or anything of that sort. So how do I go about doing that strategically in a way where I am pinning at a good frequency, but I'm not investing my entire day there? Yes. Okay, so let's take, for example, we're going to start with just 10 pins a day. Okay. What I would recommend first is you get what's called a scheduling program. This allows you to schedule pins ahead of time so that they go out on Pinterest at a certain increment that you suggest or your program suggests so that you are not sitting in front of the computer. You can spend, let's say you sit down on Sunday, you look at all the posts that are driving really great traffic for your website. Uh You pin out, let's say in a week you would do 70 pins. So you would do 35 of yours. And then you want to look for 35 that pins on Pinterest or on the internet, wherever that you 
endorse, that you support, that also help communicate your message. Mm-hmm. And you would pick the. I recommend using Tailwind because it allows you to set your schedule to 10 per day and it selects the time for you. So okay. I'm actually doing even less thinking. I'm just putting these into the slot. So you could do all 35 of yours, all 35 of other people's, and they have this button that you hit shuffle. It moves them all around so that they're going out ah. at different times. and They're not all your content, their content. It's just intermixed and that's it. Okay. You could spend an hour on Sunday and you're done. For the week. Yeah. Okay. So now there are a few things in there. Let's say Mm -hmm. I'm just getting started. I don't have 35 different posts. Okay. What do you recommend for someone like me? So let's say, for example, you have only those 10 really good posts. Yes. What I would suggest is you would pin two posts per day Uh and then eight of other people's content. So your ratio is going to shift just a little bit. Gotcha. Um, and then the same applies. You would do, you know, 14 and then I don't know what the other ratio is because I'm not that good at math. <laughs> so right. we're, we're just going to do that balance. Then you would still keep that full week. You would just have to look for more content that you think your readers would like. Gotcha. But in doing that, I am help, I'm establishing myself as someone who provides good content for people in my niche. Exactly. Because if I am a person who's really looking about blogging, I know that you have really great stuff, but I know that you probably have colleagues that you trust to give really great information. So if you're sharing more information from them, I know I can trust it. Gotcha. Now, what's what makes it kind of interesting when you're using Pinterest as opposed to some of the other social platforms? If I go to post something on Facebook, for example... I need to come up with something clever, right? Or something yeah. interesting to, to, to get someone's attention, um, think through. And then okay. make sure that you don't say any words that, Pin- that Facebook's Facebook. going to be like, oh, I'm not going to show you. Exactly. You know? But with Pinterest, all I'm doing is really pinning it, right? I'm not adding any content or comments or anything of that sort, right? Is that correct? No, nope. it's correct. You're just making sure that there's a, there's a pin description on every pin. Mm. Your pin description does have to be filled out. But that's, so that, that's set when you actually exactly, create the post. set when you create your – exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the creating of the post. Really quick. We're going to step back a little bit because we're jumping all over the place because that's just the way my mind works sometimes. (laughs) All right. So when I am creating the post, let's walk Mm -hmm. through the steps of what it takes. Let's call this section the perfect pinnable post. Perfect. Yeah. This is the P, the triple the P, the PPP. Triple P. <laughs> perfect. Okay. We want to okay. create the perfect pinnable post. Okay. What am I going to do from beginning to end and go? Okay. So first you're going to create a great title for the post. Okay. You know, one that is very um, easy to read. It's not funny or cutesy. It's very simple. Okay. It's, and then you're going to go and you're going to write your post. Wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. So you're talking about, for example, something, how to start a blog. How to as, start a blog. As opposed yeah. to... Uh, uh, blogging is fun. Blogging is fun. Okay, so <laughs> how to start a blog is very descriptive. You know exactly what value you're going to get from that mm-hmm. post. Yeah, and you could even get specific, how to start a food blog. Ah. And that's even better. I like so it. let's take that example. So if we're talking about how to start a food blog. You would use that title. Then you would write your post. I wouldn't say too long, but, you know, just write the post Uh and then grab an image. I would suggest an image of a cake or a cupcake, something that related to food. 
And I would buy that image, take it to PicMonkey and add the text overlay, how to create a food blog or how to start a food blog. Um, And one quick note, when you're picking your font, choose one that is not scripty. Okay. 50% of users on Pinterest are on mobile. Got it. So if you pick something that's really hard to read, they're just going to move past it. And oftentimes those words on images will hook people into clicking. Whereas, you know, an image of a cupcake says a lot of different things. Yeah. Cupcake recipe, buttercream frosting. But if you say how to start a food blog, they're going to click on it. Oh, I'm curious about that. You know. Okay, now you're making me hungry, but let's continue. (laughs) So then once you create that image, then you're going to upload it to your post. And you're going to make sure that when you upload it, there's a section in the image box for the alt text description. Okay. You need to make sure that that is filled out how you would want it to be. So that, for example, what I would put there would be how to start a food blog, blog, three ways to get started in one hour or less. Okay. You know, I'm making that up. But that is also a little bit catchy. You know, oh, one hour or less to start a food blog. That's awesome. You know, and also what will happen is that if anybody lands on this post and let's say they just hit the image to pin, they don't hit your social warfare plugin button, that description will still travel with that image, which is what you want instead of image 08315 or you just forget it and leave the Google description with the dashes in between the words. Gotcha. You always want to make sure and have that optimized. Gotcha. Then you upload that image and publish. And, and if, then and if you're using the social warfare plugin, you would specify. Then uh, you would upload in the, in the back end of your post. They have a place where you can upload the image there to their little plugin part yep. and then also fill in their description. Got it. And yeah. then, I'm, then I'm good. I have the, I have the perfect pinnable post. Yeah, exactly. Then you're good. You have the bones of a great post. And then, you know, you can get more technical and you can add links to other content. Usually you start creating more stuff. You can add products that you want people to buy. I mean, but that's more advanced. This is just basic. Gotcha. Okay. So, so in all of your work with all of these different Pinterest accounts, you've been able, and over the last few weeks and months or whatever the case might be, you've been able to go through and analyze what what's working for these successful bloggers that are getting a lot of traction on Pinterest. So I want you to kind of talk through some of the things that's working, some of the things that's maybe not working. What did you find from all of this research that you've been doing? Yeah. Well, one thing I found was that on Pinterest, each account has its own unique culture. And what that means is that it can be affected by how many readers the blog has, how active their readers are, how willing they are to share, how well they've done over the years at writing descriptions. Uh Um, So I've learned really quickly in all of this to not take one um, strategy and apply it to all of them. You know, so like it's not, there's something that doesn't always work for everything. With the exception of the fact that Pinterest has a momentum when it comes to what they already like. And what that means is if you have something that's already really working well on Pinterest, people Mm -hmm. are repinning it, keep pinning it, go with the movement that they're already giving you for you to continue to try to, you know, force that one post or image that just isn't working. It's kind of, it defeats your, 
it, it's not working for you. So what I would say is back up, create a new image. Maybe that food blogger, how to start a food blog image just isn't taking off, create a different one. So all that to say, go with the momentum that's already happening. Pin the best of the best. That's the one thing I've learned that's fluid amongst all of them. Okay, so so before you move on, a few things I'm getting there. Because you're getting a lot of, you're getting more traffic when you pin 20 pins, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to get a, 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 that much traffic if I pin the same amount as you uh, as you're pinning. I need Correct. to find what's working for me. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Because your people yeah. like different things. Okay. And as I start to pin, I will see certain things performing better than others. And the mm-hmm. more I see that, the more of that I need to do. Exactly. So what we do at Simple Pin is we find, we have this fancy program that we look at and we see what's trending upward or trending downward, Mm -hmm. meaning it's gaining steam or it's losing steam. And we follow that trail. So we say, oh, all of a sudden people really like this. And Pinterest is very seasonal. Yeah. So if you're a blogger that's seasonal, you need to really continue to follow those trails well before the holiday. That might mean right now you're pinning Valentine's Day. Huh. which is not for another month. Interesting. But because Pinterest is like a slow moving train, it take it it's not this real rocket like it used to be, but it's kind of like slow and steady wins the race. Keep putting your content out there and keep putting the best of the best and you'll slowly grow over time. Now, you said you have this you guys have this fancy program that you look at to see what's trending. What's this fancy program? Yes. We, we, well, we want to know. I know. You know, I I can't quite talk about it yet because I've got a big thing planned for my course coming up in February (laughs) where I'm going to do this whole tutorial. So I'm going to keep it under wraps for just a little bit longer. All right. Just a little bit longer. but We're going to find out. So um, now, uh, anything else you want to share in terms of what you've learned from the analysis and the stats that you've looked at? Yeah, I would say um, also as well, images make the biggest difference. If you, there are people who have come from terrible images into really great images, and that is where their growth has happened, is because they've they've really perfected their craft at creating what they know their Pinterest users like in the way of images and branded images. And what I mean by that is your images all have the same type of look. So you use the same font, you might use the same color of font, but we do tend to find that those images or those accounts do better than ones that have a lot of random images kind of all over the place. Interesting. So you've you've demonstrated that consistency and branding makes a difference in terms of the traffic that you get. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome tips. Okay, so a few things. Now, this stuff that we're talking about in terms of the data that you've been analyzing, you're going to be sharing that on your blog, right? Tell us a little bit about yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a statistician or I am terrible at data. In fact, I hate Excel sheets. <laughs> I've had to learn to like them, but I hate them. Um, but one thing that we want to look at is a big question that I get a lot of times is what kind of growth can I expect from Pinterest? And that answer, the answer to that question is so subjective and it has so many different factors to it. So we're going to break that down into what type of growth can you expect from 10 pins a day, 20 pins a day, 30 pins a day, and show people on a graph so they can see that each account actually experiences something really different. And then we're going to take and break it down. Do scheduling tools make a difference? Do they affect how, and we only use two scheduling tools 
We use Tailwind and Ology. So our evaluations will just be of those two tools. And then to look at um, even their reader base, you know, do they have a big amount of already loyal fans? Does that play into, you know, how well they grow on Pinterest and the branded images? We're going to take a look at, pull out the data of these five people have really great. Here's how they're growing. These ones don't. Here's how they're growing. So I feel like I'm kind of, I'm wading through mud a little bit, if you will, <laughs> but the first one I really wanted to answer for people was that question of um, what is an accurate way or an accurate projection for growth? And I've always had a really hard time answering that question for people because it is so subjective. Gotcha. Awesome stuff. So if they want to check that out, they can go to simplepinmedia.com. You also have this yeah. Pinterest planner that is pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty, yes. pretty what 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 p word can I come up with? It's I, pretty Pinteresty. Pretty Pinteresty. We gotta go with that. Where can they yes. find out about that? They can find that too at simplepinmedia.com/slash Pinterest planner. Awesome. So make sure to check it out. But right now we're gonna transition to our action steps. I am so excited about this. this. <laughs> This new music and stuff. Pain, okay. um, wow, I'm, I'm like, my brain isn't working very well. So, action steps. Someone just listened to this interview. They got a ton of value from it. Three things. What are the three things you want to encourage them to do as a result of listening to this? To set up their Pinterest page, their profile, you know, well, okay. representing them. Then to create images for those 10 posts that are driving a lot of traffic in Google and then to start pinning at least 10 pins per day. All right. So those are your three action steps. Number one, make sure your Pinterest profile is set up the way it should be set up. Number two, find your top 10 posts. And number three, wait, wait, did I say that right? Yeah. Find your top 10 posts and optimize them for Pinterest. And number three, start pinning at least 10 times a day. Thank you so much, Kate, for just coming on here and providing so much value. I know that my audience is going to love it. Mm, They better. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Awesomeness. All right. So let's talk about what's coming up because we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Over the next week's episode, we're going to be talking about a topic that is social media, but we're going to talk specifically about Facebook Live video, what bloggers need to know. So we're going to answer the question, why I believe live streaming will be huge in 2016. Number two. We're going to be answering the question, is Facebook Live a Periscope slash Blab killer? (laughs) That should be interesting. And number three, we're going to be looking at how to use Facebook Live effectively as a blogger. So make sure to stay tuned. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to Learning with Leslie. You can do that in iTunes and any other podcast app in the world. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, if you did, make sure to leave a review. And no, actually, you know what I'd love for you to do? Share it with one person. If there's one person that you know can benefit from Pinterest, share this episode with them. And if you want to start a blog where you can create content, inspire others, and change the world, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com. And if you want to take it to the next level and get coaching in the coaching club, bloggercoaching.com. Oh, yeah. 
think that's how we're going to end it. All right. Have an excellent day.